Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can fill your knowledge void of cannabinoids and get your PhD in THC and CBD because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at HempFest.org. Today's guest on HempPresent is Tim Blake, the founder of the Emerald Cup, an amazing cannabis event that annually takes place in Santa Rosa, California. Tim Blake earned his real estate license at the age of 19. He was one of the founders and the CEO of several production companies in the mid-1980s. Tim was also the co-founder of the Mendocino Farmers Collective and also Healing Harvest Farms, both local cannabis dispensaries designed to help facilitate getting outdoor cannabis into the dispensaries across California. Tim was a founding member of the California Cannabis Reform Policy, CCPR, also a founding member of the Mendocino Cannabis Policy Council. Tim was on the steering committee for the Heritage Initiative, Major AF, which was on the Mendocino County ballot in November, and he's on the board of directors of the Mendocino Cannabis Industry Association. Tim's personal goal is to help 
the world integrate spirituality, cannabis, and organic food and living into holistic lifestyles. And to that end, Tim created the Emerald Cup, the world's largest outdoor cannabis competition. And he has joined me today to tell you all about it. Welcome, Tim, to Cannabis Radio. Oh, honored to be here, Vivian. My Great pleasure. Great to share with you. My pleasure. I, I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed the Emerald Cup last year. It was, uh, it's, it's, it, it just quickly went to uh, the list of, of one of my favorite cannabis events. Let, let's start off with a brief history of the Emerald Cup. When did it start? What motivated you to create it? It started 16 years ago. Uh, we were just sitting around realizing that uh, we wanted to enjoy a friendly competition and the celebration of the fall harvest like you do at the county fairs throughout the, the country. And uh, so we just decided we'd uh, go for it, disguise it as a birthday party for a couple of our friends, and just hope that we didn't get arrested. And uh, we did it. Uh, we had a couple dozen entries. The uh, people were all showing up in mass, all worried we were going to get arrested or you know, videotaped. We probably were. And somehow we, uh, we got through that first one. And the second one, and on we went. Uh, now we're on towards 16, and uh, they just get bigger every year. I can really relate to that. Hope we don't get arrested uh, aspect to that. Um, <laughs> I see that with you, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have felt that. You know, the first couple of years of Seattle Hemp Fest, a couple of weeks after the event, somebody would knock really hard on the door, and I go, oh, God, okay, they're here. <laughs> um, can you yeah. describe? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Well, they, the sheriff, you know, CHP showed up that second year because they'd heard about us, and uh, uh, they sat there listening to Marv, uh, the host, uh, give out the awards, and he just went, I don't know what's going on in there. I just want this to stop because uh, we had cars all over the highway. But you know what? They tolerated us. Uh, you know, they've been pretty good to us, and they've let us uh, evolve. So i got to give my hats off and appreciation to uh, the Mendocino County you know, law enforcement. Right on. So last year's event happened at the Santa Rosa County Fairgrounds, I think. Can, what would people find if they go to the uh, Emerald Cup? Can you just describe the event a little bit? Well, you come in, you've got three speaker stages, you've got uh, three stages for music, uh, you've got a, a wonderful set of vendors in there. Uh, you've got the contest, which is a beautiful demonstration. We had 1,200 at our, our largest. Last year we had over 600, so you've got a beautiful display going on. You've got... Uh, you know, almost 400 vendors coming in there, a couple hundred in the, you know, well, they call it the 215, now the sales and consumption area for cannabis. And, uh, you know, it's a wild set of integrated parties going on in that, in that consumption area, the sales area. We figured we did about $20 million in business there a couple of years ago. So each of those vendors is doing about a hundred grand, just wailing through product and, and uh, working with people, a lot of samples. And then you got all the speaker halls with, you know, science, education, and, and uh, law and cultivation leading all that. And then we've got great music spread throughout the place. So whatever you're looking for, uh, there's so much to go uh, to. But really the main thing I, I really am proud of is that it really pulls together the, the community. The, the tribe comes together for the annual celebration of the fall harvest, and everyone has to come there and get together and, see old friends and catch up and so it's really it's kind of like the you know saddle hemp fest you know following your first steps people come up and they want to get the latest and the greatest and see you and see what's going on and, and see how we've evolved over the past year so you know it's a it's a wonderful event and people can come in uh you know the we got a standing ovation uh by local law enforcement and uh fire departments and all the government agencies two years ago because we had zero incidents they'd never had a uh, show at the fair ever have zero incidents so it's a real peaceful event. You know, that's in Seattle Hemp Fest. You know, you don't got a lot of people with violence or, you know, anger coming in. They're just getting high and having a good time. So it's a, it's a wonderful place to come. 
Now, I've been to cannabis festivals all over America, but last year's Emerald Cup is the first one I've been to that featured legal cannabis sales and consumption within the event. Uh, briefly, how did that come about? Well, that was a miracle, actually, because it was so easy when it was illegal. Uh, we didn't have to worry about all that stuff, although we had to deal with some issues and stuff. But, but once you make it legal, uh, they decided, because the, the Prop 64, the, the uh, Cannabis Initiative here, passed, but we had to go to 10 different meetings with the state DCC and cannabis boards because they didn't understand what an event was, and I'm sure you know that, too. They don't get what a cannabis event is. So they came in, and they originally wanted us to not have any sharing, no sampling. They wanted us to have all of our vendors that were selling material literally take it off the lot at night, each night under armed guards. Could you imagine two or 300 vendors trying to do it, armed guards taking material off the lots every night? Didn't they want whatever was left over to be destroyed after the event? Yeah. No, they wanted, if you'd opened it up on the vendor parts, they wanted us to destroy it. So we were basically looking at the demise of our show the way we knew it, because people have gotten used to coming there and being able to get, you know, sampling and share and be able to purchase uh, products and be able to move about freely. And so we had to work with them for months. We spent almost a half million dollars on a compliant event to really come in and be the first truly compliant event in the country, because we had to convince them basically to let us build small banks or vaults behind each tent so that the vendors could place that in there at night, not take it off site, not have to destroy it. Then we have to have armed guards in there and work that out. And so we basically spent months and months working with the uh, state DCC, worked out a compliant event. It worked pretty well. There were some bumps in there. We'd like to have more sampling and be able to have easier sales. But for the first time with everybody working together to try to make it work, it's amazing that it actually came off as smooth as it did because it was challenging. You tell me there is an extinction event in regards to small farmers uh, in, in Northern California. What do you mean by that? Well, what we've got here is that, uh, you know, Prop 64, our, our initiative passed. They promised to keep a large-scale agriculture out for five years, keep it under one acre. Within two months, because of, you know, basically heavy money interests, they opened that up, and you had farmers or cultivation people coming in with like 100 acres or more down south in the large farming areas uh, from Salinas through Monterey down to Santa Barbara. And so now Vessel Report came out and talked about uh, because of those large groves down there, those farms, they're going to overproduce uh, immediately in California and have more product than we can sell by the end of this year, just like you've got in in Oregon and Washington. But the difference with us is we've got 40 million people here coming through here, so we shouldn't have that problem. But when you allow the, the scale, I've got one company that's talked about having 500 acres down there. Okay, and they, they I, I uh, advocated for Prop 64 because I wanted people to stop going to prison and I wanted patients to be able to get easy access to medicine. But I also wanted to save the small farmers. But when you immediately make it so that people can grow 100, 200, 300 acres while small farmers up in Northern California are growing a quarter of an acre, and the prices are plummeting, uh, it's a challenge. Now, there's some other things. Ed Rosenthal and I argued for years about the viability of farming and cultivating up here in the Emerald Triangle after we went legal. And, you know, I've had to, you know, give Ed the props. He was right in many aspects. We don't have access to labor up here. You got steep land for the most part. It's not conducive to farming. You got a lot of waterboard issues with fishing game. Uh, it's, it's challenging. You know, when you're talking about a fair game, there's a reason why you don't have major farms up in the Emerald Triangle. They're down south where the conventional farmland is because you've got flat, easy to, to farm land. 
And so we've already got a challenge up here. And at this point in the, the triangle, a lot of the backwoods farming uh, land has now gone down 50% in value. So you've got these people that have been up here for 40 years farming, a lot of these old schoolers. They're not used to being a, a, a branding force. They're not used to going out and doing social media or going out in the public. They're really introverted, you know, um, stay home people. So they're not naturally, you know, made to go out and market a product anyway. Uh, and then you take that with the challenges they've got to compete. And a lot of these old farmers who put all their money into their homes because that was their investment are now seeing their homes go down half in value. They can't get the permits and they can't compete. And so, yeah, you've, you've got an extinction event going on. We figured that there's 25,000 farmers in the triangle up here. And out of those, you're probably going to see 10% really make it long-term. And this is, uh, which is, this, this is happening in the cradle of civilization as far as the West Coast cannabis scene. This is where everything really kind of started, right? And we're talking yeah. about the people that are the pioneers who invested everything into taking all this risk so that someday they could go legitimate. And now we have a thing mirroring what big agro is doing to, to, to mom-and-pop farmers all across America and the Midwest, right? We got about a minute. Well, they've got it down. Well, they've got it down and they know how to do it and they've made it very challenging. And, uh, you know, I have not called out a lot of the politicians in the state DC and stuff, but I'll tell you what, a lot of these politicians that came up here, Gavin Newsom, our governor came up and promised to stick up for small farmers and make it so that we can survive and then turned around and let large farming. in. so, uh, you know, they have made it very difficult for a lot of people up here who really built this industry and it deserved, uh, credit. I said they should do a subsidy for all of them and give each one of them that can prove they were here for over 20 years, a quarter of a million dollars a piece, just so that they can uh, die uh, slower. We got about 30 seconds till the break. Real quickly, what's your assessment of this current legalization model we're experiencing? Does it feel like real legalization to you or something different? It's going to be real, real legalization. They're going to get it straightened out. Uh, the good thing is, Vivian, is that the bottom line is that because California fell, uh, look what's happening. You've got the largest corporations in the world now, you know, jumping into the cannabis markets. Uh, it's going to drive this whole thing. So in the, on the one side, extinction event. On the other side, you've got a whole new universe opening up with galaxies and planets and stars coming from everywhere. So we're going to take over the world with cannabis. There's going to be winners and losers, as there always is in changing uh, in business environments. Tim Blake is my guest. We're going to hear word from our sponsor, advertisers. Take that pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. Come right back with more questions for Tim Blake from the, can- from the Emerald Cup. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Tim Blake of the Emerald Cup. Tim, you are expanding the Emerald Cup onto another continent. Can you briefly uh, touch on that? Yeah, we um, started working with Hazel, uh, trying to figure out how we're going to expand. We wanted to go out for quite some time. And uh, we've been going very slow because we wanted, like we said previously, we wanted to make sure we got our, um, you know, our chops down on the compliance side because there's so much to do. Uh, and to get that right. And so we wanted to, like High Times went out and did quite a few shows, and um, we didn't. We went slow. And so uh, because of that, I think it was the right way to go for us um, because we took our time and um, and we got it right. So we started working with a uh, guy named James over there. Uh, I'm trying to think his last name. And, uh, boy, um, I'm going to look that up because I've got a uh, – I got to get that done with James. Um, and so we just, uh, we hooked up with him and we decided to go over and, uh, plant our flag in England in Birmingham. He's got 700 acres, the King's park over there. He didn't do it last year, but he, uh, he's going to do it again this year. And, um, we're thinking that we can basically plant our flag this year and then next year go in there and, and, uh, really not take over the show, but work with him. And, um, uh, really, you know, help them out, uh, to build that show over there. And then we can go over and, and do it. It's really, it's, it's called product earth. It's in Birmingham. Uh, we're very excited about it. Uh, the humble fee organization deserves a lot of credit for that show. Uh, you know, high times went in there and did Spanibus, uh, down South, but we believe that there's a tremendous opportunity in the rest of Europe and Northern Europe. We want to advocate for that. We want to educate. We want to bring our idea of regenerative farming over there, bring people like you with us and basically take what you've done with Seattle Hemp Fest, what we've done and start teaching that and educating people so they can learn from us and not make the mistakes we did. Uh, so it will not be a full sales show this year because they don't have that there. It's more of consumption and sharing and educating. Uh, but it's where we're going to start. And there's a couple of shows in South America. Likewise, we're looking at uh, joining up with, we went down to Cannabis Expo Mexico City and we're the featured keynote speakers there. And I think we're going to have a major announcement in the next month about a show in another part of California that we're very, very excited about. But for now, we're going in there in late August uh, for Product Earth. And we're so excited to be working with the, uh, the founder and the team over there. Uh, it's it's amazing. I never thought the Emerald Cup would ever you know, be associated with Europe or the rest of the world. Uh, I'm sure just like you, the Seattle Hemp Fest. That's how we're going to overgrow this prohibition, man. And it's awesome that, that you are networking over there because we are a really a global cannabis community and we need to approach things that way. You're also close to an, a, major, a major announcement concerning another uh, domestic Emerald Cup. Is that right? Yeah, I wish we could have announced it already. We've been negotiating. Uh, because of the compliant work we did with the Emerald Cup last year, uh, San Francisco asked us to come in and we helped spearhead their consumption and sales uh, ordinance. And we've also helped a number of other 
government officials and agencies. And so uh, we have a, a very good relationship with a number of counties and municipalities, and we're about to close one of them, which will be a really, really exciting thing to say. And I don't mean to leave it like that. It's just like we're not closed yet, so I can't announce it. But it's going to be the first real, really nice show that we're doing in, in the States other than where we are right now. But uh, uh, that will come in, and uh, you know, that's what it's, it's going to be. We're going to go across uh, – you know, Europe, and then we're going to hit South America. And then we've actually got our my new partner, my product company, uh, Joey Hussein, uh, is very connected into Canada, and we're looking at a spot for Canada too. So, you get all your energy from, man. I mean, you are all over the map. Uh, I'm, well, I, I listen to you. I'll tell you what, you're, uh, of course, you're a, little, you're a little younger than me. You're a couple of years younger than me. So, I've been meditating since I'm 16. Uh, I've been doing a, a transal meditation. A mantra for most of that, and then I switch to a Buddhist chant. But I meditate every day. I eat organically. Uh, I don't do any refined oils or sugars. I keep everything really pure, and uh, and then I just take the finest cannabis in the world. And uh, that seems to be a pretty good recipe for me to keep up with people. Well, Omani pay me home to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's what I chant. I chant Omani Padmeyam. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a Tibetan Buddhist, uh, and I hit sixty. Oh. I'll, be hit, I'll hit sixty-one this year. My Buddhist name is Nawang Sultram, uh, by the way. So my brother, my brother. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? That a, a Buddhist lady taught me that chant to teach people meditation because it was easier to get down and not have enough time. So I do a kind of five-part chant with the old money putting me in. So it's great. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've got it tattooed on my on my my breast, actually above my heart. Um, may all <laughs> sentient beings really, uh, receive relief from suffering. Um, so speaking yes. of announcements, you are about to announce the 2019 Emerald Cup lineup. Is there any, can you, do you spare any hints or teasers with us? Oh, boy. Do we need to bring you back for another show? <laughs> we'll have to come back for another show because we're going to announce everything in the next two weeks. We've got a bunch of different people we're tying up. And uh, that's going to come in the lineup of speakers. We've got everything coming in, but it's just on the verge of it, along with these announcements. And so we're just a little bit in front of it. But boy, I, I, I can't wait to no announce it. No worries. Hempfest is in uh, Seattle. Hempfest is in a month and a half. We've got our bands, up, our music, but we are we still haven't finalized our speakers. So I feel your pain, man. It's a lot of work. Uh, and and oh, God, I don't know how you do it. We got volunteers uh, working on all that stuff. Um, so you know. Uh, I, I, how much, I how much of a day-to-day interaction do you have now? I mean, do you still oversee uh, many aspects of the show? Oh man, are you kidding? I uh, yes, man, five days a week. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm still on the entertainment committee, so I'm still involved in the music. I I'm not on the speakers uh, bureau anymore, uh, but oh yeah, dude, and and you know we're we're gonna do a whole show probably on the challenges that Hempfest is facing right now uh, up in the next couple weeks. Um, because we're under attack from uh, state, city, and and corporate interests, and and there's a real concerted effort, like never before, to make this the last Seattle Hemp Fest. I can tell you that. So, you know, it's it's you always were telling just, me that, and that's it's yeah, hard to well, believe, Vivian, because it's, it's like you, you're like an steroids. icon there. <laughs> it's jacked up on the steroids now, but you know, it's uh, I think there's this feeling of it's legal now. So why is this thing still going on? And it's not legal. It's federally illegal, man. And uh, right. You know, I got a. Uh, uh, we, we've got you know uh, two dozen people, Americans serving life in jails and prisons for cannabis life sentences, right? Um, but moving quickly on because we don't have so much time, and I want I want to tap yeah. your amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah. amazing brain. Uh, what what other projects do you have going on that you're excited about? 
Well, it's interesting you just brought that up. One of the things I'm very excited about is the Last Prisoner Project that's being spearheaded by uh, uh, Steve D'Angelo and his brother Andrew. Uh, uh, Mary, I can't remember her last name, is the head of the organization. You got uh, C3 from Dean Reese, who uh, manages uh, Revolution, and Eric Rachmani. Eric is part of it. And so they've come together. We're going to have the first gathering in L.A. It's a $1,000 plate fundraiser. And it is uh, with the idea to have everybody put something on their packaging and donate a small amount to to do the social justice aspect and get every nonviolent cannabis, cannabis prisoner out of prison. And so that's really a major thing that's coming, uh, everybody's coming together on. And I've been talking about that for a couple of years at the Cuff. I'm so uh, happy and honored that Steve and Andrew D'Angelo are spearheading that with Dean and Eric and everybody. And so uh, I'm jumping into that uh, both feet because we, we just can't have these, these federal prisoners that are sitting there with almost life sentences. I've got one kid I just, I write to every week and 100 pounds leaving the Emerald Cup. You know, uh, 10 years ago or more, he, uh, he got busted in Missouri and he got 23 years. You know, wow. 23 years for 100 pounds, nonviolent. He's already done 11 years, you know, and uh, he's only 30, 31 years old, 32 years old. When it like a, just 21 year old kid or something. So, so that's really a big thing on my plate. Uh, we have a vertically uh, integrated set of companies we started looking at years ago and we started looking at the fact that it was going to be oils and concentrates that go, went into everything. So we started developing really world-class genetics. Uh, we've won several competitions for our rosin and our cartridges. Uh, you know, we, uh, we work with Absolute. We sold, uh, you know, half a million dollars and half a million cartridges two years ago. We're just getting ready. We have vertically integrated farms. We have a nursery. We have genetics. We have a manufacturing site in Mendocino County, and we have products we're relaunching with uh, our partner, uh, Rosette. Harry Rose, and so that's going to be a major thing that we do over the next two months. Harry launched first. Uh, Harry Rose was uh, formerly Treatwell. They had that incident in San Francisco last year, but the founder and the provider and the creator of all that medicine is the finest medicinal cannabis maker in the world. Bonnie uh, Goldstein, Dr. Bonnie Goldstein, has 800 patients, and she uh, she said to one of our people that that's the only medicine she'll let any of them take is Harry. So we're in a partnership with Harry. Coming into the uh, Emerald Cup products, and our new partner is Joey Hussein, a Canadian whose family uh, developed Whistler, and they own the arena up there and some trucking, and Joey and his family are great. They've, they've got land. They're remediating for cannabis in Hawaii. Uh, his sister does some really incredible work for uh, minorities and poverty people in, in Africa. So I have an incredible family of people that we're coming together with, and uh, I'm so excited because I finally have a world-class team because as most of us up in the mountains realize, we're up here in the woods. we got to deal with what we can. It's family. It's friends. It's anybody you can get. And all of a sudden, the one great thing about legalization is now you can work with people from the traditional marketplace and get some really world-class partners. And that's what I'm really honored to have right now. Awesome. Uh, and it's great that you're supporting the prisoners. I actually got a call today from a writer doing a story about Jimmy Romans, who's serving life in prison. Uh, and and mm -hmm. Hempfest also has a prisoner support pro uh, project. Uh, and we raffle uh, stuff off to, to, to get money for the prisoners and stuff. And we help George Martirano and Jeff Mazensky, who, by the way, have both been released uh, in the last couple of years. So there is forward uh, forward advancement. Uh, my guest is Tim Blake from the Emerald Cup in uh, Santa Rosa, California and other places now. And we're going to take another uh, pause, hear a word from our sponsors, pay the rent, and come back with our final questions for Tim Blake. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. 
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with our final questions for Tim Blake. Uh, Tim, I just want to say that the Emerald Cup is such an amazing event. And, and as somebody who has, has done almost 30 years of cannabis uh, events uh, with consumption and, and, and stuff uh, on public property, I understand the challenges. And what you are accomplishing and have accomplished is just so impressive. You have really pushed the, the, the bar forward. Um, and I hope that Seattle Hemp Fest uh, can catch up with you as far as uh, legal sales on site and all that. My state is really lame, uh, but we're working on it. Uh, so do you have any final thoughts? You know, we have a couple minutes left. Uh, any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, one is I just want to pay tribute to you, Vivian. It's like you, you led the way. You're, you're another you know, 14, 15 years in front of me before we even started. So, you know, you were the trailblazer. You came in there. You should get the props. Shame on those people for taking an icon like you and your festival and even suggesting that it shouldn't belong or shouldn't be there. But, uh, you know, I'm honored to have you there, and you're welcome to come back at the Cup. And, uh, you know, I, you're one of my heroes. So uh, as far as what we've got here and what we got left, uh, you know, I started coming out. We got the sheriff's. Uh, elected at my place two year, uh, 12 years ago when we first started and people don't realize that and we did the first program with the Pebbles Trippet in this country for allowing people to grow with, uh, with a permit from the Sheriff's Department so I'm all in with the legalization even though there's a lot of you know trouble with it and challenges 
But we're not done yet. Like you said, there's still a lot of federal prisoners that are in there serving long life sentences for nonviolent cannabis offenses. we got a lot of states that are going to change. I see Oklahoma and Missouri. We still have a job to do, and that's why I'm so honored that you're still pushing the Hemp Fest. We're still doing our show. People need to join up because we have the chance now to really go over the top of the roller coaster and change this world forever. We all know that this world's a mess. We all know that we need to clean it up and fix it, and they're going to look back and realize cannabis was the greatest benefit to us. That's why they fought you, and that's why they fought me so villagently, villagently, so for so long because, digitally, because... It was the, the main thing. Look at what's happened with the medicinal aspects. Look at what they're doing now with plastic and hemp. The petroleum industry was backing up because they couldn't sell you know, gas for cars anymore. They're going to do plastics. Now they've got to figure out something else because we're going to make it all out of hemp. Between the hemp and all the building materials, all the medicinal aspects, all the personal recreational use, the adult use that we have, uh, cannabis is the greatest thing that was provided to this earth. And it's coming back to its rightful place. And I thank you so much for your part in it, Vivian, because you made it so that I could do my job and then I can do it so somebody can do their job behind us. And we're just the linemen so that we can open it up so our kids and all our families can reap the benefits. And my 90-year-old uncle, who's the longest reigning priest in the Bay Area, is now using not only CBD, but he's smoking cartridges because it makes him happy. And my family's taking videos of him dancing. And I think of a Roman Catholic priest who's getting that much benefit from his Parkinson's and all his illnesses, and he's inspired. And that's what this is about, and that's why we're doing it. So, you know, we'll just keep doing our jobs. Tim Blake of the Emerald Cup, thanks for being on Present, my good brother. Uh, I hope to talk to you soon and hempy trails to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. You bet. Now we can get to a weekly feature of present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. If you substitute marijuana for tobacco and alcohol, you'll add 8 to 24 years to your life. And that was my old friend Jack Herrer. That concludes this installment of present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.